CHHFM, Indianapolis. Go down. Drop in. It's the moment y'all been waiting for. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. We are Indy's hip-hop station. Hot 100.9. Hold up. Cameron Riddle coming to you live from the 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9 Studios on this Sunday, October 15th. Fall is here, and that means it is time for Homecoming. Where are you going to go for Homecoming, me? I need you to go back up to Muncie and check out Ball State. A lot going on up there, but you also can stop by... Martin University right here in Indianapolis. We're going to talk with John Gurton coming up from Martin University. Let you know what they've got going on here momentarily. Also, you know, last week was the debate between Mayor Joe Hogsett and Jefferson Shreve. Oshia Boyd and I co-moderated the first mayoral debate aired right here on this station. And... This morning, we want to know, what are your thoughts? How did the candidates do? Jefferson Shreve and Mayor Joe Hogsett, the election is now less than 30 days away, and early voting, I believe, is officially started. Started uh, this week, last week. So who's got your vote? We'll talk about that coming up in just moments. But first, we'll kick off the show this morning with talking to our good friend, John Gurton over at Martin to find out what you got going on for Homecoming 2023. Gurton, good morning. Well, good morning, Brother Cameron. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Man, we're doing very, very, very well and excited about this upcoming week, Homecoming week here at Martin in the city of Indianapolis. We're excited, man. It is uh, It's hard to believe fall is here, but, you know, I like fall because it's the time of year where I can do like this morning, just grab a pair of sweats and a sweatshirt, and no matter what you put on, it looks appropriate. Yeah, man, it it it, it does. Uh, I'm I'm not a fan of the winter time, and your know, fall is that that door that opens up to winter. But uh, you know, uh, again, this is still an exciting time because uh, you know our homecoming season opens up the door to fall, and so uh, I'm just ready to chit chat about what we got going on. Are you ready? I'm ready. Break it down for me. 
Man, all roads lead tomorrow morning. We're going to kick off the whole homecoming week. All roads lead to Martin University for our citywide unity prayer breakfast. Uh, that will be tomorrow, October 16th at 9 o'clock a.m. at the Martin University Gathertorium. Uh, hey, if you have not registered for this event yet, you need to head over to the website and go ahead and register right now. That is martin.edu forward slash homecoming, okay? martin.edu forward slash homecoming. Register for for that event right now. We're going to close registration down a little later on today uh, so that we can get our account for food and all that good stuff. It doesn't cost you anything. You may see a donation of $20 on it, but go ahead and register anyway. It will not cost you anything for that event. With everything going on, Cameron, around the world, not just in the city of Indianapolis, I believe that it's important for us to start off our week with prayer and unity prayer, for, you know, uh, for that matter, uh, and that's what we'll be doing on tomorrow, okay? And then, uh, of course, Martin University is all about community, and so we'll be at Brookside Park Community Park for a service project on Tuesday. We'll also be at the You Feed Them Food Pantry, which is at Barnes United Methodist Church on Tuesday. Anyone in the city that is interested in supporting us uh, with that uh, community service, we're going to be putting together packets for homeless and those who are needing food and assistance out in our community uh, there at Barnes, and then we'll be cleaning up Brookside Park. Give us a call uh, at 317-917-3349 and, ta- and uh, let us know if you want to support Martin University in that effort, especially if you're listening and you're alumni right now. We'd love to hear from you. On Thursday, man, Cameron, if you don't know who Brigadier General uh, Felicia Brokaw is, you are missing out. She is the highest-ranking African-American female in the Indiana National Guard. And guess what, Cameron? She's an alum of Martin University from 1994. Do you hear what I'm saying? I hear you. Okay. She is so major, so decorated. I've often had to say she's so decorated she looks like a Christmas tree when she walks in. <laughs> I mean, she, man, she's got so um, uh, much going on and has done so much. She will be honored at our Distinguished Alumni Awards reception, which is Thursday, October 19th, 7 p.m., on the campus of Martin University. So please come out, especially if you're an alum. Come out, reconnect. We'll have a good time. We've got some food there, uh, so you don't have to worry about grabbing anything on your way in. We've got jazz, all that going on. So we're excited about the Distinguished Alumni Awards reception, which is on Thursday. On Friday, if you've ever heard of the First Lady's Tea, um, that will be going down on Friday, uh, on Friday, October 20th, 11.30 a.m. at the Carmichael Hotel in Carmel, Indiana. Uh, And so we'll be celebrating with everybody's favorite interior designer, Alpha Blackburn, who will be in the house with us, uh, co-hosting along with Denisha Ferguson, uh, the founder and CEO of Indiana Fashion Foundation and international uh, fashion designer, Kurt Toe. Uh, Mamula, all right, Mamula. If you don't know who she is, you need to look her up as well. She is. These are some exciting things that will be going on on Friday. Now, uh, all roads again are going to lead right back to Martin. Saturday is going to be a big day for us because it starts off, kicks off with the community access fair, uh, which is October 21st, starting at 10 a.m. Uh, at Martin University. You're going to have uh, close to 70 vendors that are all assembled in the gathering, all designed to give our community access to the resources that you need to just live a a 
a quality life within the city of Indianapolis. I mean, everything that you could possibly need is going to be in that gallatory. And just get there early because the parking lot, parking lot is going to get full real quick. Get there early and make sure you're in the house for the community access fair. Uh, Father Harden, uh, Sister Jay, we're all about community so much so that they that they coined that phrase community. And so that Saturday is a real key uh, for us doing for our community uh, what Martin University was founded to do. That same day, we'll be having a blood drive. I don't know about you, but I, Cameron, have a godson who has sickle cell. I've had to sit and watch him struggle and, and, only know, and know only that the way he was going to survive was a blood transfusion. And so we as African Americans have to recognize our responsibility to, to do what we have to do to make sure that others in our community can have life. And he needs blood at, at different times in his life, and that blood drive is designed to do just that on Saturday, 10 a.m., Martin University. That evening, go on, put on your uh, white and your gold, and come on out for the Royal Gold Affair. Starts at 8 p.m. It's going to be a great time. We got DJ Pimp C. We got Ted, uh, our host, who is Ted Hardy. They're going to be in the house. They got libations for those who want it, right? You got to do that. Uh, 21 and up, okay? So um, you got to be grown and sexy to be at the <laughs> Royal Gold Affair on Saturday. Come on out for that. It's going to be a good time, uh, 8 o'clock p.m. Uh, there is a cost for that. That is about one of the only events uh, that we'll be charging. But again, that goes, to, uh, that goes to cover the event, but it also goes for scholarships that evening. And then Sunday, next Sunday, uh, we'll again uh, be meeting right there in the Gathertorium for our annual Martin Sunday worship service. This is where our faith community has an opportunity to bring the offerings that they raised that morning to Martin that evening at 6 o'clock p.m., where we will be convening to hear Pastor Reverend Dr. Kevin Cosby out of Louisville, Kentucky. You don't know who he is. Again, you better look him up and ask somebody. He is the pastor of St. Stephen's Church, which is the largest African-American church in the state of Kentucky, and he is also president of Simmons University, another HBCU that down there in Kentucky. So as you can tell, man, we got a week's full of exciting events and activities, not just for us, our students, our faculty, our staff, and our alumni, but we also got a lot for our community. So you can always go to our website, martin.edu, again, martin.edu forward slash homecoming, and you'll see all those events and ways that you can register RSVP so that you can make sure you're in the house. You know, that? that that was a lot in 10 minutes. I got a lot going on. Um, you, you ran it down backwards and forwards. If you need to see it again, I know there's a list somewhere online of everything, who, what, where, and when. Yeah. 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 And, and again, that's at the website. If you go to the website, everything that I just said is there on the website. Uh, again, martin.edu forward slash homecoming. You can go there and see everything that we just talked about, uh, especially for those who want to go to the breakfast tomorrow because we really need to close down registration and make sure that our caterer knows what to do, right? So um, the, that, that is really important to do that. Many of y'all got text messages on last night. You got emails. So make sure you hit that registration link and go ahead and make that happen so that you can be in the house and accounted for on tomorrow morning. All right. That? That, that's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, uh, John Gurton, you, you left me nothing uh, to, to ask you because you were so thorough 
with 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 the complete rundown of homecoming at Martin University for 2023. Uh, th- th- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me go ahead and give you this too, because I, I only mentioned a phone number one time. Okay. Um, but if there's anyone that does have a question, you can give a call to my assistant at three one seven nine one seven three three four nine i'll say it again three one seven nine one seven three three four nine uh give a call to her if you have any questions let me tell you the goal of the week is 50 new students registered that's 50 people who want to change their life and their economic mobility through their education all right uh we need we're looking for 50 this uh throughout this week and then for uh our scholarships we're looking to raise $30,000 for scholarships. And now these scholarships are important because many of our students um, that, you know, they can get all the way up to the last semester and have a gap in what they need to finish. Mm -hmm. And so we try to have scholarships available to help those students cover that gap and finish what they started. So there's somebody, watch this, somebody listening right now to me, and y'all think it's all about homecoming, all about fun, all about parties, all about doing community service. Really, it's all about education, okay? That's what it's really about, education. And, um, you know, the Bible says, and all you're getting, get understanding. And so I'm just telling somebody right now, if you're listening to me and you have been thinking about, talking about, planning about, dreaming about finishing your education. This coming week is a great week to come and learn more about all of our undergraduate programs, our master's in organizational leadership, our business master's, our bachelor's in business administration online program, our certificate programs. You got two gentlemen that just opened a grocery store mm-hmm. uh, who were enrolled at one and still enrolled, as a matter of fact, with, uh, who had just gotten their grocery store certificate from Martin University and now doing great things right there at the Fresh Market. So all that is what's possible this week, not just for not just for us as as staff, not just for us as um, uh, alumni, but also for the community. We want to educate our community and give our community an opportunity to change their future and their family and the community by uh, elevating their their understanding and their knowledge. All right, John Curtin, appreciate you, man. Thank you for letting us going on. What is going on at Martin? Keeping us updated year round and. Uh, Wanna, yes, we're going to uh, yes. check back in, especially as we get, uh, you know, want to hear about some workforce development and different things that you guys are always yes, helping sir. to connect people. So I uh, absolutely appreciate what you do. Bless you, man. Thank you so much. Love you, Cameron. Love the city of Indianapolis. Love you all. Thanks. All right. John Gurdon with Martin University Homecoming. Coming up. Go check it out. All right. That's just one of uh, many things happening in the Circle City right now. Uh, also happening this past week right here on this station. Uh, a lot of people tuned in uh, to either the, the the radio station or our uh, Facebook stream on the Indianapolis Recorder website to see the very first mayoral debate uh, right here on 106.7 WTLC Hot 100.9 Praise AM 131095.1. It was our honor, mine and Oshia Boyd, to be the co-moderators of the first debate of 2023. And... Um, I'm glad it's over <laughs> uh, because there's a lot of work. You know, I spent Saturday last Saturday doing a lot, a lot of homework on, uh, you know, the candidates, rewatching every commercial that I've already seen, you know, 
pulling up stats that are in that commercial. Okay, now what year did he get that number from? Because that doesn't match this year's number. Oh, that's that number is from 2010. Okay. It was a lot, but I enjoyed it. It was a truly an honor uh, to do it. Uh, there are two more debates that are coming up. One's going to be later this month on Wish TV and then another on Fox 59 and CBS 4. Uh, but we had the honor, the great duty, the pleasure, uh, the responsibility of the first mayoral debate right here on this station uh, with Joe Hogsett and Jefferson Shreve. And now that is it, it is in the history books and early voting is beginning and Election Day officially is less than a month away. I want to hear from you. How did the candidates do? 317-239-1009. That's the number to get on the air this morning. 317-239-1009. If you heard or watched the debate last week, I want to know what you thought. How did the candidates do? Um, the debate, of course, was centered around issues... Uh, that in particular uh, impacted black residents of Indianapolis. But a lot of the issues that you heard affect not only black uh, Hoosiers in Indianapolis, but uh, other people, other uh, ethnicities, backgrounds, races. Um, and so that, that was at the center of the debate. Um, and so we asked them questions from everything about public safety to charter schools to health care to homelessness to uh, business development. We did a lot in and out. Uh, I told Oshia I was um, very proud of the work we did, and um, I was glad that she was my uh, co-moderator uh, because we got a lot done in that time. 317-239-1009. How did the candidates do? Let's go to the phones and talk to you about it. Let's start with the caller online one. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? Cam, is this me? That's yeah, you. How you doing? It is, Ron. I am well, Cam, and hopefully you and your lovely wife are too. Thank you. Cam, um, I was calling for a couple of things. Do, do you have a moment? I have a moment. Go ahead. Uh, to my brothers and sisters in Christ, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you're looking for your neighbor, that person that you're looking at next to you, that's your neighbor. Your cousin, them, your mom, and them, everybody, that's your neighbor. Cam, the other day I was listening to someone, uh, and they were talking about black people being brainwashed. Mm -hmm. After listening to the young man uh, from um, uh, Martin University, mm -hmm. that is the kind of brainwashing we need. We, it's okay to be brainwashed. Be brainwashed for the good. Stop letting people sell you that we are the worst people in the world, whatever. We can't get ahead. Don't buy none of that stuff. Cam, there, you know and I know there are so many of us that are extremely successful. Uh, and, and not even extremely successful. Just means that we get up every day and put on our clothes and go to work just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. That's the vast majority of this life. It's just getting up every day and going to work, mm -hmm. uh, taking care of the things that go on at your house. Uh, stop blaming people for everything. Cam, I love myself some Larry. I hope he calls in. Cam, when it comes to politics, you, I think you, I, and most people should know by now, they say what they need to say to try to get elected. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, I, I, and they've already said the same thing probably two, three hundred times, so... Ain't nothing gonna change. Uh, and the probably the last thing 
I want to say, Cam, is just people just need to be encouraged. Stop being discouraged. Don't don't hold yourself back. Don't hold yourself down. Don't let people cause you to be depressed. Don't let people cause you to not believe in yourself. Believe in yourself, people, please. Be encouraged. Be uplifted. Know that you can because you can. Cam, love you to death. Uh, wishing all the best for us, but be brainwashed for the good. All right. Thank you for the call, Ron. Appreciate you, man. Take care. All right, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? It's Larry Cameron. You know, you, O'Shea and yourself done a, a beautiful job. O'Shea, she's, she's, she's on the way to being a good journalist. So Thank she's you. a pretty good person. Thank you. But in, in any case, he's right. When you have some pimp like uh, uh, Rowan Martin or, uh, or Michael Eric Dyson or Carnell West, setting up in, in $30,000 worth of clothes and jewelry, telling you that you can't do nothing, that's a poverty pimp right there. That's what he is. But in any case, the concerned clergy have not convened in two and a half years, right? They have collected over $1.5 million in their coffers, plus the money we had in our foundation. Uh, Reverend Alexander and uh, Pastor Green refused to give an account of that money. All the members out there, we used to cherish our meetings on Saturday with the concerned clergy. And as an officer of the concerned clergy, I'm asking our lay members and our other executive board members to contact Pastor Green and Reverend Alexander and demand, pursuant to our bylaws, an account of what they're doing with our money. And you talk about uh, the vote and the commercials that are flying around now. Mm -hmm. It's a sick, but someone... Some person said one time, if you give a per poor person a vote, all he's going to do is sell that vote. That's true, because now Mayor Hogsett has come out with an abortion commercial and a Booger Wolf commercial to Booger Wolf us. First, he's telling black women, abort your babies. Then he's telling you that you need to get gender-affirming care for your boys uh, to effectively neuter them. So they're selling their vote for to murder their babies and to transgender their young men. Now, I didn't That's see a commercial on that, Lair. It's sick. I mean, but when he's talking about abortion, it's the same nasty details that are involved. And, you know, they talked about the Israelis having the, the babies' heads cut off. What do you think abortion is? I mean, for their pastors, when they set up in church to affirm some person like Joe Biden who says he's going to have gender-affirming care, He's going to have a hey, Larry, let me ask demand. let me ask you this before before I got to roll out. OK, I know you okay. uh, you ran because uh, you, you I asked you about the mayor's race and you went there and then you went somewhere else. Uh, mm -hmm. You ran for mayor of Indianapolis as okay. the, the Democratic uh, candidate. And I, I want to say at one time you said uh, that Joe Hogg said had your vote. Is is that still correct? No, he does not have my vote, Cameron. Hogg said is a. Uh, individual that is is totally inapt for the job and he's got other problems that he's dragging into the experience with him we need a fresh start here in the city of indianapolis when people find so does out that mean Jeff jefferson shreve has your vote that's that's correct okay. and, and you know 
when we've got all these municipal bonds flying out like 137 million for metro metro doesn't have any revenue uh municipal bonds are supposed to be tied to a reliable uh, uh revenue stream that is not if metro has a when you re- subsidy when you refer to metro you're talking about what indigo used to be called well, right well metro Indi- indigo well what they have is cameron they're 80 percent subsidized so they don't really have any revenue it's a negative stream right that's what they call it but when you have a municipal bond issue for 137 million dollars that's supposed to be backed up by a stream of revenue that can uh, pay the actual dividends on those bonds so they know that that's not happening, and it's happening so much where private projects are quasi-private projects are being used to run our bond debt up. All right, and people, that's uh, time. Sorry. All right, I, I got to go. I got to go. I was Thank trying to see where you, you were going. All right, 317. Thank you. I know where I'm going. All right, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. Sometimes I actually let Larry talk because it gives me a chance to get the commercials lined up in the computer. 317, and then when I say, okay, that's enough, that means I got all the commercials lined up. Uh, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. You got to multitask. Uh, how did you think uh, the candidates did in the debate right here on this station uh, last Sunday? Election day coming up around the corner. Jefferson Shreve, Joe Hogg said, who has your vote? Three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. Let's go to caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? How you doing, Cameron brother? Mo champion. I'm good. Uh, you are good. You're good. You are good because you know exactly how to let folks talk enough to where you can see exactly where their heart is. Uh, black people in this community, we have too many flip floppers. Man ran as a Democrat. Now he's voting for Jefferson Shreve. What does that tell you? That's called schizophrenia in our profession. That's schizophrenic. Either you got to stand, even your good book tells you, be hot or not lukewarm. So you have to pick a side, and you've got to stick with it. You can't flip-flop. Uh, great question you did last week. Thank you. Uh, they didn't answer me. My small poll of coworkers and uh, friends alike, I talked to maybe 25 people. We are probably 22 of 25 agreed that they really didn't answer anything that you all did. You, the questions were fantastic. You and Miss Boyd did fantastic. I'm pr- I applaud you, and I want to thank you. Thank appreciate you. that. You did ask the tough questions like a journalist. You reminded me of Mehdi Hassan when I was listening to those questions. I was at work, matter of fact, Sunday, listening to it on my earpiece, which we shouldn't be doing. But I was doing it, <laughs> and, and you remind me of Mehdi Hassan tearing into Vivek Ramesse a couple weeks ago. I, I, it brought back the memories of, of uh, Max Robinson and, and those journalists that I looked up to growing up. And so I, I was proud of that. They didn't mm-hmm. answer anything, but I think that was probably they're trying to stay safe. Okay, um, we need answers. Uh, and also, I want to talk to people, um, uh, black people, black men. If you're listening, I'm discouraged the last couple of years. I've probably been fishing 25 times in the area, various places, various lakes. I don't see enough black children fishing. Out of those 25 times, I've probably seen twice. I see Latin, Latinx children out. Asian. I was just out behind Art Museum Thursday with, with mine, and and, and no, nobody. No black children. It was spring. It was fall break week. I don't know what's going on. Get these children out in nature. Get them out and teach them how to fish. Teach them how to hunt. Teach them how to clean. Teach these children. I get sick of hearing about what they don't know. We're not teaching them. Mm -hmm. So the the election is concerned. 
uh, of course, Mayor Hawks is going to get my vote. I'm not voting for Shreve, who wants to take away the First Amendment from Palestinian and Israel protesters downtown protesting, which is their First Amendment right. Then he tried to clarify it, saying, well, no, I believe they got the right to protest, but we should denounce what they're saying. No, that's not what you first said. See, in psychology, the first thing come out of people's mouth is what's in their heart. And that's what you go on. People, trust me, look beneath the surface. My old psychology, sociology teacher told me, he said, you've got a knack of looking beneath the surface, and that's what we have to do. Go deeper than the surface, and you'll find the answers. Thanks, Cameron. All right, thank you for the call, 317-239-1009. And, and of course, thank you for the uh, the compliments. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't put myself in the same category as, as, as Max Robinson, um, but I appreciate that. That is uh, that's a big compliment. 317-239-1009, Let's hit caller on line one. Good morning, you're live on Open Lines. Who's this? I can hear myself in the background, so we know they're listening. Hold on, they'll come around here in a second. I'm going I'm to turn it down. Hi, can, are you with us? Yes, I am. My name is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Turn your radio down for me. Okay, I just came out the uh, kitchen. Okay. okay. I you am cooking? Six, I, Breakfast for church. <laughs> okay. What's for breakfast? I'm hungry. Uh, egg, bacon, egg, sausage, and uh, what's that? Egg, sausage, and grits. Okay. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say in some leftover pork chops, like on Friday. I don't know. <laughs> no, this this is for my mom. She have uh, Alzheimer's, and I take care of her. And she's 92 years old. Well, thank you for taking care of mom and and getting me ready for breakfast. What's on your mind? Okay, well, I was calling in about the last guy. I think I think his name was Larry or whatever. No, it was Imhotep and then Larry earlier. Yeah, I don't know what he what he was talking about and everything. But when he said he changed over mm-hmm. to vote for what's that man start with a F? Uh, Shreve. Yeah, because people don't know when they brought went. Uh, when Trump and Alden came here with the gum RCA, mm-hmm. he was the main p- person up in the front because I was watching television. I saw that with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. And he the one help bringing the guns and stuff in here, and he don't care who killed what. And they and they, and they they wondered about all these drugs. The guns was doing the killing, and the parents were too scared to uh, take the kids to school. Then you don't even know if the kids going to come back home or not. And so, and then otherwise, and Biden wasn't talking about, uh, and he wasn't talking about uh, abortions. Yes, I am, ag- I am against abortions, but to me, woman had her own mind to make up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's them. It's the woman's right. You don't take their freedom for them because when time comes down the line, they the one going to have to look up to Jesus. You don't take that from, it's freedom choice. As I say, that's your business. Right on. That's your business, what you do. We, you know, we're supposed to love them anyway, no matter what it is. Deborah, thank you so much for and the that's call. All I, and that's all I had to say. Well, I appreciate you listening and giving us a call. You have a good Sunday. And you have a blessed one, too. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you so much. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. If you call in right now, 
you'll get one of the spots that just opened up on the phone line, 317-239-1009. What did you think of the debate and who are you voting for as we get closer to Election Day 2023? Mayor Joe Hawk said you're going to give him a third term, or will you take a, a shot at Shreve? A shot at Shreve. Say that three times fast. Uh, who would be in his first term as mayor of Indianapolis if elected? Republican, Democrat, uh, who are you going to go for? You, uh, you, you've heard them an hour on everything from uh, charter schools. I'm surpri- surprised Nyla hasn't uh, called in on, on the charter school issue just yet, but uh, give her a second. 317-239-1009. Let's go call her on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Greetings, Cameron. How are you today? I'm good, Paul. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm well. Greetings to everybody. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I had seen a, a very close friend of mine in a commercial with Jefferson Shreve. And um, though she lived in uh, these apartments back here on 46th and Millersville Road about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and there was a baby uh, that lived next door to her, four month old baby, being eaten up bed bugs mm-hmm. and so when i went over there to visit uh they had been trying uh to t- call the health department call the mayor's office call all these different people and nobody never showed up and so i had called uh, rafael sanchez mm-hmm. and uh and i called the uh health department where well, i actually went to the health department but i had them there in a matter of hours uh, uh rafael came out the health department came out uh, they tackled that uh, issue like right away. Uh, what what I'm trying to point out here is that there was no Jefferson Shreves in our community 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of things that we need, uh, that we need in our community done right now, uh, neither one of those candidates obviously are prepared to do that. And I want to say this, uh, Cameron, you know, if if Larry would would not be so bipolar or whatever, he may have had an opportunity uh, to be a good mayor. I understand that he he does know a lot of things uh, that the public at large don't know. But what difference does it make if you can't decide which where you want to be? Uh, the one brother that started off the show used the word brainwashing, and a lot of us are misinformed about a lot of things. Uh, one of the guys that was hosting with you last week said that we've been here for 200 years. Another person, you know, in the, in the school books, it says 400 years. And the fact of the matter is, is that we've been here all the time. And when we come together more strong as one community, this is not a black and white issue for me. I did not make this issue. So, I did okay. not make this issue. So, so let me... all, I'm, all I'm saying is that we have to stick together just a little bit closer. Who's got your vote? Who who got my vote? Mm-hmm. Well, I would have voted for Larry. Okay. And so with Jefferson Shreve and, and the other guy, I mean, what, what, <laughs> is my vote going to count? And I want you to answer that, Cameron. Is my vote going to count? Hell and if yeah. It does count, one minute, and if it does count, could you explain to everybody, just take a second, and tell people how important voting is. I would spend an hour on this because, yes, in a, in a mayoral election, in every election, every vote counts. 
here's where people get lost. When you have the presidential election, you all the votes are tallied, and then you get the electoral college involved, and that's how one person can win the popular vote, but one person wins more states. In a mayoral election, in a governor's election, in anything that's not the president, it is literally simple addition. If one person gets 11 votes and the other person gets 12 votes, the person with 12 votes wins. And these elections are often that close to where every vote counts. It's literally just at its addition. There's no division. There's no uh, Pythagorean theorem in there to adjust the numbers. It is simple math. And I need I I'll go on a tirade about this every vote literally counts you can see them count them they just add them up i've seen we've seen elections where it's a but a difference of, of 50 people 20 people and the person who won even uh uh, uh lauren bobert uh out in colorado she had an extremely 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 close race every vote counts every vote does that answer that yes it it, it really does cameron and 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 uh that was kind of like a trick question because I just wanted to just, just let want, you know. You just, I want just to set wanted, me off? I just wanted, no, 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 no. I just <laughs> wanted, I wanted to let you know that, you know, I know you enjoy your compliments and everything, but we are incredible people. And thank you so much for what you do for us. Thank you. Even when you're trying to keep the peace between the callers and carrying on, <laughs> you know, we do have our differences and stuff, but I, I just think we we do have one main goal. I just and, see and myself as an air traffic controller. I just see myself as an air traffic controller. I'm letting this one come in, halt that one, move that one. That's all. And as long as we all land at the end of the day, then all is well. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. I, I just wanted to say thank you. And I, I'm sure appreciative of the show and all that you do. And uh, like I said, even though we may have disagreements about things at the end of the day, uh, we all need to eat and we all need to have peace in our homes. All right. Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate you. Uh-huh. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Opening up some phone lines. Got some more calls coming in. 317-239-1009. If you dial right now, you will get in on at least one of the lines because uh, somebody just hung up. And when you do get through the phone, uh, you might not hear anybody say something to you. You'll just hear my voice through the phone talking to somebody else. And if you hear that, Stay there. That means you're one of the next three people that are coming up on the line. So if you're hearing my voice through the phone right now, stay there. If you're getting a busy signal, try again here in a couple of moments. 317-239-1009. Caller, online one. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Hello. This is Ron. Ron, you're live on the air. What's on your hey, mind? Hey, uh, I was just listening to what you were saying, and, mm-hmm. and you're 100% right uh, that your vote does count. But I don't, I don't think that is the meat and potatoes. Your vote, your vote, your vote counts for the person that's elected. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't guarantee that that person is going to get in there and um, do things in the best interest of you or your community. Yeah, absolutely uh, correct. Right. So it does count, but I don't, I don't think people ask the right question. And the person that you may vote for, like the black community. Um, they cater to our vote, and then once they get in, they really don't have any obligation to do anything for the community because we don't have a financial base. We don't own businesses. We don't. And what they do is they deal with the 
the elitists like the head of the 10 point coalition and a few council members here and there they don't do and once they take care of them that doesn't trickle down to the community so a few people in our community are taken care of but the whole community is not and that's why you see the same thing happening over and over again but i think the onus falls on our community uh looking for other people to take care of us and we need to start taking care of ourselves and addressing our own issues amongst each other and have a financial base to where we can give money to certain campaigns so they do have um, an obligation to listen to us and to do things for the black community but just giving your vote that's you're really the same thing is going to keep happening that's why you see different communities come here um, Haitian Asian uh, they have a financial base they 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 work amongst each other and uh, that's why a lot of their issues are addressed and ours aren't I believe all right. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. All right. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Let's go to line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. This is Anonymous. Hi, Anonymous. Um, hello. I wanted to call because a few of your callers, and they sound older, are upset because Larry switched sides. But I think that's a problem within the black community. Mm-hmm. We will stick with something that no longer serves us versus looking at the facts looking at what is better for us now. Um, I feel like the last caller who just spoke talked about the 10-point uh, coalition mm-hmm. and how the mayor has made sure he took care of them, but none of it trickled down to the community. She's talking about, he's talking about mental, uh, getting back, opening back up a mental facility for a lot of our uh, black and brown people who need them. Um, I just feel like there needs to be a change. Um I feel like we definitely need a change, and I feel like Hogsett hasn't done much but served a, a specific type in the, our community, but it hasn't trickled down to the whole community. That's all. All right. Thank you for the call. And only thing I'll say on that is, because I'm not trying to start nothing, and I don't mean this about any particular person. I'm talking about, let's see, the people who get the attention of the mayor are often the people who are the most savvy at getting their word out. And some people, I'm not talking about any one person on any side of town, on any political party, I'm just saying. Some people are great at doing grassroots things, but but they're terrible at telling people about the hard work that they do. There are people out there who are are kicking butt in their community. They, They might serve two blocks of their one particular neighborhood, but everybody in that neighborhood knows that they got them. Such and such on the corners got us. But then there are other people who are serving the community and are really good at telling you what they're doing. And there are other people who are, who make it look like they do more than what they do. Okay. That's kind of like three different categories of people. Um, The people who are savvy at getting their message out, whether they're doing something or whether they're pretending like they're doing something, are the people that get the attention of the mayor because they're loud. You know, just because you're the loudest one doesn't mean you're right. But when you're loud, it's hard to ignore that person. So if you're the mayor, no matter if you, I know know the example in this case, we're talking uh, Mayor Hogsett and 10 Point Coalition, but let's just say, let's say it's Mayor Larry. And um, and Cameron, 
I, I open up a uh, a a nonprofit or, or, you know, I'm doing my own thing. Open my nonprofit. If I'm vocal and I call into the radio show every week so everybody knows my name or anytime a TV station calls me for an interview about something that happens in my community and I answer the phone and grant them the interview that they need or I call in a WIBC and I'll do, you know, every media. I don't discriminate. I'm everywhere. I got a podcast. I show up to meetings. That person is hard to ignore. So when that person is loud and hard to ignore, they can easily call you out. So you want to make sure that, that person is taken care of because they're going to be your biggest critic. So I said all that to explain, you know, why do you always see, you know, no, let me let me rephrase. I said all that to say, if you're upset about where the money is going, don't just be critical of the mayor, whoever it is. Be critical of the organization that the mayor has publicly told you. They're not hiding where the money goes. They told you where it goes. So then you need to go ask that person who you're upset about the money that they got. What are you doing? See, because because just like the last caller, I mean, she's got a point. But there's nothing wrong with giving money to a place like 10 Point Coalition. What you're upset about is what they're doing with it. So you can't necessarily just be upset with the mayor's office for giving it to them. You should be upset with, you should take that problem, that accountability that you're looking for, also to the organization, no matter who it is. That's just how it works. Does that make sense? I don't know. Sometimes I'm just talking. I don't know. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Because in that scenario, if I open my nonprofit, you can't just be mad at Larry. Larry did what he needed to do to make sure that I quit calling him out and, and allowed me to have the first step. So you can't just be mad at Mayor Larry. You should also be mad at nonprofit Cameron's nonprofit for not doing what I said I was going to do, what I convinced the mayor to give it to me. You got to be mad at me as well. See what I'm saying? 317-239-1009. Let's go to caller on three. I think you have been waiting a minute. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Is Dana, can you hear me? Yes, it is. I can hear you. Who's this? My name is Dana. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, Dana. You're live on the radio. Okay. Two things. So, perfect. I, I love what you just said because I know who you're talking about with the WIBC video. Um, um, they're on the station. They talk the loudest. Like you said, if they can get their message out there, people are more apt to listen to them. And so I, I totally agree with what you just said. But I also think, too, uh, within our community, I make my son, who as soon as he turned 18, get out there and vote. I took him with me at 6 a.m. I make sure he understands that's important. But the reality is a good deal of our, our community, they don't think that that's important. That kills me. People are so – maybe 20% of the people who are eligible to vote actually turn up to vote. That's one thing I think is horrible within our community. And then everybody wants to complain about the conditions and what's not happening. But did you vote? That should be the first question. That should be the first question when you apply for benefits. That should be the first question when you do anything. Did you vote? And then that gives us a point of reference for who we should pay attention to. But then number two, as a community, we do not have, ever have an agenda, man. Everybody want to complain and whine and it's terrible and the violence and, the, you know, whatever. What is our agenda? To me, Hogsett and Shreve, it would have been perfect if we have an actual agenda to hold them accountable to instead of just the loveys and the feel-goods and, the, you know, the kumbayas. What is our agenda? What must you do to get our vote? What, what are the three main 
things that better happen within a certain amount of time that are specific. We, we, it, it never is like that. So that's the reason why people can get up there, Shreve included, who's supported by the Republicans, mm-hmm. sort of with a little asterisk because he's not as far white and extreme, extreme. At least right now he's pretending not to be because he's trying to kind of cozy up to the African American vote that he knows that he requires, right? If there's a different audience that he requires, trust me, he'd be as extreme as the rest of them. He'd be talking crazy. But my point is, we do not ever have a clear agenda for our community that is, is, is set in stone. The black community, I, I, I just like, there, there are certain communities that come in town um, and people have an agenda. When the, uh, Afghani people came in, people rolled out the carpet to make sure they had jobs, make sure they had places to stay, whatever it is. And everybody made it happen without question. We are here and we're the most neglected because we don't have a voice and we don't demand accountability. So that's my two cents. All right. I appreciate your two cents. Thank you so much. 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. Getting toward the end of the show. Let's get some more calls in. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? 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 You're live on the air. Who's this? Is this me? Yeah, that's you. Oh, my name is Rita. Hi, Rita. You're on, you're live on open lines. What's on your mind? Oh, my God. I, I'm so grateful. I just got off work, and I tapped into your show, and I've been listening to everyone. And uh, and I've just been listening, and listening mostly with an open mind. Uh, everybody's entitled to their point of view. But the experience, what I'm looking at, is that when are we as our people stop looking for somebody to come and rescue us, you know, uh, we have the power within our own community. When we say our community, that's ownership. Mm-hmm. So when will we take ownership of our own community and stop waiting on the great white hope to come and save us? It's not going to happen. It never has happened. It never will happen. You know, and those of us who don't know the history of our people from the time I can remember the time when I was a kid, right, and my mother used to have to hide the ironing board and hide the iron because caseworkers came to the house and used to things that we couldn't have. Mm-hmm. You know, some things that I'm remembering, right, and we almost getting back to that today when you're taking books out of schools and you got people – this guy got so many commercials on TV, so I know the agenda is not right. But I'm not looking for him or Mayor Hoxett. I look for our men to begin to step up, whether it's a father, a brother, a cousin, an uncle. Women, we've been doing it a lot, and we can't stop. It's time for us to take, take ownership of our community. I look at other Asians in our community. They, they, they in our, they're in our business. Their businesses are in our community. Everybody's coming here in our community, but our own businesses are not in our community. They can't even get these. They can't even get the license that they need or the contracts, you know, to help build our communities. Why don't we do it? You know, if we can build a White House, we build on the traffic lights. Our history shows that we built everything these people are enjoying. So why are we still getting upset or, you know, think I need to switch from this man to that man? Why don't you look at the man in the mirror and you be that change? You go get another young man. You know, they don't mind. We got a whole community in prison. A whole entire community are in prison. Two men can't make babies. Two women can't make babies. And they knew that, right? So that's what they've done. That's what, that was the way to stop us. We are not the minority. We are the majority. And that's why they're struggling and fighting and lying to who get who we are. We're no longer the minority. And there's power in the words. And today we are dying for lack of knowledge. Man of perishing. I'm going to I'm going to stop you right there because the the, the line about the we are uh, the majority and not no longer 
the minority. That wasn't proper English. I'm sorry, English teachers. Um, but that is at the heart of all of the dysfunction in so many things is that the numbers, and again, we've been talking about numbers on this show all day, are changing. Thank you so much for your call. I appreciate it. Thank you. 317-239-1009. Last call. Brandon, I think we're going to we're gonna play all the commercials right here at the end because we didn't take a commercial break this hour. Uh, but we'll do that before we hand it over to Brandon, who's on hot at 9, and Al Sharpton, who's on TLC, coming up at 9 as well. All right, uh, let's take our last call. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? Uh, this is Pierre. Pierre, you got uh, the last word. Real quickly, man, um, next week, uh, explain to me, who is the black community, man? Because we're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all over the place. And when people talk about an agenda and they mm-hmm. talk about Shreve and Hogsett, you know, I got my personal problems with Hogsett. But, I mean, when you just look at Shreve has no black people working with him in his campaign. Well, he, has, list- a, he has at least one. He, he has at least one. He hasn't listed, enlisted anybody to get out there and help spread his message. And then you can look at Joe Hogsett. Hawks got black people all in his campaign and working for him in his administration and everything. So it's really no, it's really no uh, uh, comparison. And then when you talk about folks coming from other places and and being able to get ahead, um, you know, what I want to know from our black leadership is where you stand on this immigration issue because we're getting ready to be a third. A third minority in this country, and I'm just, I'm just at a loss as to why that's not being addressed by our leadership. Thank you for taking my call, Pierre. Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. That is going to be the last word here on this edition of Open Lines uh, here in September. So, um, if you take nothing else away from today's show, uh, let's remember that numbers count, that your vote counts, that every vote counts. Uh, you know, folks don't want you to show up because the greater chance for some people, it works better when there's a smaller turnout and other people do better when there's a bigger turnout. Numbers matter. Uh, every vote counts. Numbers matter. And the fact that this radio station needs to go to commercial so that we can pay the bills that I did not do at all this hour. So numbers matter there. So with that said, in the next couple of seconds, I'm going to remind you that this show is back. Same time, same station, next Sunday live at 8 a.m. More numbers. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Pray for me. And at 5 a.m. At 4 a.m. on Fox 59 and at 5 a.m. on CBS 4. Thank you so much for tuning in to this show and the debate last week. It was a wild success because of your support, Indianapolis. Uh, Oshia Boyd, shout out to you for being awesome and my partner in crime in serving Indianapolis for the first debate. We're back same time, same station next Sunday at 8. Here comes Brandon and Al. We'll see y'all.